Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast. Again, number 230, Larry here. And Anthony here. And what's going on? Anything new you haven't told me yet? No, I, I am here, I am focused, I am in focus, and I have clarity. Good. <laughs> clarity Claritin. Sponsored by Claritin. Um, very good. Uh, I'm back. I'm back uh, in the New York groove, uh, in my apartment. So uh, I know, nice. that was quite the journey. It was. It was like a 10-minute drive. It um, <laughs> felt like Lord of the Rings to me. It did. If, if only. Um, if I would have thrown the Lord Baradon into the fire pits. Boromir? I, never, I, don't, I don't Never read the books, and I saw the movies once. <laughs> Loved them. Loved them. Then watch uh, them again. They're like nine hours long. Uh, 11. Okay, I'm sorry. I was close. <laughs> With the extended editions. The theatrical ones don't exist. <laughs> With added footage. Add um, all the footage. All the footage. Oh, yikes. Are the Hobbit movies like that, too? Uh, they did they not care? They didn't no, put that no, much no. effort. I think they did release extended editions, but to be honest with you, the theatrical ones weren't even that good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Boo. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I'm back home, and uh feels good to be home. I got my arcade machine back. And, Very nice. Um, actually got some new... While I was away um mm -hmm. i actually was still able to pick up some stuff because you know game on is still the same distance well it, larry nothing surprises me in terms of shopping since you buy stuff every week unless someone's got to support the the you know the part of the podcast where we have the 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 personal interaction and you can see my slow decline um uh in the best interest well, of the banks though <laughs> You're not the only one who goes shopping. <laughs> uh, I bought I bought a game. Did you? I did. What'd you buy? No, no, no. You go first. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> so I was out at Game On, and of course, um, as we documented a couple weeks ago, no longer getting the Polymega, so now I have to invest even more money uh, into my collection. So I got. Oh, which the by, by the way. Oh, please don't. No, don't even say, look what I got. <laughs> no, no. But I, I, I've shared my, uh, your story with several of my video game friends. Okay. And every single one of them said the same thing. What's wrong with him? <laughs> First of all, they should have already known the story because they're listening to the podcast. Yeah, no. Se don't, don't expect that much. Although Se one of them did say he's an episode behind. And I said, wait till you listen to last week's episode. So. There you go. And, then, I mean, and, and that was followed by, why did he do that? <laughs> to, but then there's other people out there, I'm sure, who are praising me, even though I didn't do it for this reason. Oh, of course. The fact that the systems I am getting are not emulated. No, no, no. I will give you credit for actually going out now and buying the original systems, because again, as you can see well, behind me. Yeah, but look, as you can see behind of me. Of course. I would love to trust you know, me. I'd love that. Yeah. I, I have them all. I'm like, but on top of that, I'm also getting the polymaker. So. <laughs> Trust me, I would have uh, as well. But in any event, because uh, I'm not getting the polymega, I don't have access to a Saturn. Mm -hmm. So for the first time in my life, I have purchased a Sega Saturn. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, and I got the hyperkin hdmi wire that works like a charm beautiful i gotta tell, get one of, i gotta get one of those tell get one for every system i'm telling you that they work they're awesome okay. um even Fair got enough. the xbox one even when my when i got the new tv the xbox mm. one started working so oh, that's cool go. like the original xbox yep um so is it time is it time for shining force 3 
we're going to get there. We're going to get there in a moment. I just want to say this. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I bought the Dreamcast. Right. And had no games. Uh, yes. I would like... I would like to thank our friend Frank Messina of the Better Half Podcast, though. Um, he still has some of his Dreamcast games. Oh, nice. So he loaned yeah. me a, a couple of them. Uh, Namco Museum, Spec Ops. Oh, there yeah. he is again. He's back for his nap. Yeah. It nap just, time. I mean, just just slings it right over your shoulder like nothing. And then he just stays. He basically, you guys head up a little bit, but he's going to go to sleep. No, he's going to yeah. bite you. No, no, no. He's just chilling. He's purring. <laughs> he's purring. So, um, so I borrowed uh, three games from Frank, and it's pretty funny. And he even called it out himself. So I borrowed because we were recording. Um, I borrowed the games, and he hasn't played them in a long time. So uh, mm -hmm. they're a little dirty and dusty. The jewel cases, just a tad. Which is fine. I don't care. You know, whatever. Um, when I get home, I get a text, and he's like, "Sorry about the dirtiness of the jewel cases." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Don't worry, I'll get you new ones." Um, so I posted the Dreamcast, and that was fine. But then when I posted to Saturn, and all I just took a picture, like, hey, look what I got. Mm -hmm. That one took off with a lot of our followers on our social media pages, uh, Retro Gamers Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, uh, to the point where it almost seems like this system that, for the mass market, mm -hmm. didn't do so well. Right. But for collectors, a, a few people yeah. are saying it's their favorite system of all. Yeah, because you know what it is? There are a lot of really good games on the Saturn that people never played. So. I mean, I can only think... Of, and again, this is no knock on the system. It's just I never put time into looking into it. I never had it, so I never thought about the games. I can only think of, what, Nights into Dreams. supposed to be really yeah. good on it. Yeah. Uh, of course, Shining Force 3, which I do Shining have. Shining Force 3, Tomb Raider. That's uh, true, Tomb Raider, yeah. Tomb Raider was on there. Um, uh, I think, they, was Daytona on there? There was The racing games on there were very well known. Okay. Well, that's sad. I mean, that's Sega for you. Mm -hmm. That's just a Sega thing. But it was really interesting to see how, and I just want to give oh, a couple Panzer of... Oh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Oh, also that's was right. Saga. And that just got re-released, too, on current systems. Yeah, you probably would want to buy it on the current system, because on the Saturn, I think it runs a few thousand dollars. Ooh. Maybe I can afford that. <laughs> so. Well, technically, I can. I just had to take a long time to pay it off. Um, okay, so I just want to give out. a couple of. Oh, he's done. Oh, look at him. <laughs> I'll set fire to the house. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> um, I do want to give a couple of uh, shout outs here. First of all, um, on, and these were from uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, at Mike Castoro, I apologize for mispronouncing your name, Mike.Castoro, C-A-S-T-O-R-O underscore. Because um, I was like, hey, anyone got any recommendation for games? Mm -hmm. And he's like, what genre? And I'm like, eh, any of them. And he gave me a list of everything. Nice. He's talking Virtua Fighter 2. Oh, um, Virtua Fighter 2, I love. Battle Arena Toshinden. Um, let's see what I do. Panzer Dragoon, like you mentioned. Tomb Raider, like you mentioned. Clockwork Knight is apparently a great platformer. Okay. Uh, and Virtual On. I forgot about Virtual On. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, um, so he definitely has some, some, uh, good stuff to say. And also want to throw out who I believe actually, um, gave a shout out to us for our 200th. Uh, Aaron Elfstrom, CBM underscore gaming. Yes. Who is he's the one that was like I like the Saturn is my favorite system. Um, That's awesome. And we, actually, we've been talking back and forth. Uh, some of the mods that he does for the Saturn, some of his other systems are phenomenal. Give him a follow as well. CBM underscore gaming. 
Uh, he mentions the ca- almost any Capcom fighter, it seems like. Um, and then he gets, and and <laughs> I love it, like he gets really deep into it. You mm-hmm. know, he's like, well, the optical drive emulator, mode, uh, Santa, like he's like getting like deep diving into like uh, terminology. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, Capcom fighters, thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> that works. But, but he did give a, a, a recommendation to this, uh, which I'll show you. And I did pick it up. It's very, it's fairly inexpensive. It's on, um, it's on Amazon. It's this thing called uh, Action Replay 4M Plus. I think I had mm. that on the, on the camera. Yeah. Yep. See that? Basically, it's a ROM cart because okay. there's a slot in the back of the Saturn. So what this does, um, it's a memory card first of all, which mm-hmm. I heard you definitely want one of these. Because the Saturn will save locally, but apparently once that battery dies inside of it, you lose everything. Mm. This, you won't, because it's not, you know, it's not battery right. backup. Of course. Uh, so well worth it for that alone. Uh, but on top of that, it, it uh, revs up the RAM, kind of like on the N64 when you had to replace the the RAM cart in the, in the front of the system for some games. Right. Some games you need to do that with this. With Got this, it. Um, but what this also does, it acts as like a game genie. Mm-hmm. And you can play um, Japanese games on the Saturn without doing any modifications. Oh, nice! I have a, I have quite a few Japanese Saturn games. Yep, and of course, like the one that I have, they don't. Not all of them work, and of course, the one I have, uh, uh, X Men versus Street Fighter, doesn't really work with this. Mm. Fair, <laughs> but uh, but I might try one of the Shining Force ones that just you got to me see from Japan just to see if it works. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but if you have a Saturn. Definitely pick this up. I highly recommend it. Okay. So it's it's not too bad at all. So I'm looking forward to playing uh, with the Saturn. Um, and I'll leave this as well with the Saturn. One of the, which we've discussed our things about emulations and everything like that is what it is. But I will say it's pretty interesting to see with the Dreamcast as well and the Saturn uh, and PS1s. People have been modding them where, you know, you can run the games off of a flash card. Um uh, a mini SD card. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they basically take the laser out of the game system and replace that with this module that you just put the mini SD card into. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see it like that. It is it weird. Yeah, interesting. So um, so that's that on the Saturn. So, so really- I assume Game On's going to be getting a lot more of your money because you're going to buy a bunch of you Saturn games. I've been looking at Saturn games and the ones that they've been getting in they're mostly like sports and stuff, and I'm not mm-hmm. really into those. Um, so <laughs> it's weird. I bought the system, and I'm trying to find games I'm interested in. Um, but they have like Sonic uh, 3D Blast I may pick up. Um, and I, if, I, if I can find Knights for a reasonable price, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. pick that up. So it's going to be a system that's more for the collection, not necessarily going to have a large uh, amount of games for it. Mm-hmm. But if people are making homebrew games for the Dreamcast, maybe we'll start seeing them on the Saturn. Okay. So we'll see. And yes, I want to start Shining Force 3 very soon. Cool. So maybe, maybe we can I do should something. start. As I say, maybe I can start Shining Force 3 really soon too, since I have it. Maybe. Maybe. Are you talking about some sort of new competition? Uh, well, you know, we should probably, I mean, it would, it would bleed into our old competition <laughs> that we've left to die a terrible death, which in itself is bleeding out profusely. Yeah, it really is. It's like, I'm ready to send it to the glue factory. It, it, <laughs> that's such an old reference. Um, you know, because I'm old. You, you and me both. That's why I got it. Yes, um, so. yeah, you know, it's just been, it's been difficult. Yes. Our, our completion contest, but. 
now that I have a Saturn, I have a Dreamcast, I, I'm getting an analog NES and SNES is now coming Tuesday. It's nice. definitely like shipped somewhere in uh, Kansas right now. Um, so once I get these systems, I'm itching to play these games. Trust me when I tell you, because it's weird. It's like it's one thing like to have like the NES online library on the Switch. Mm hmm. But at the same time, to physically be able to now put the card in, I as much as I'm always mm -hmm. about digital for new stuff, I'm getting that itch for the old stuff and to to play off the physical mediums. Well, I told you that a long time ago, and you didn't listen to me. No, I didn't listen to you about the so, new stuff. So thank you for catching up. No, about the new stuff. I'm yeah, but what's going to happen like 10 years from now? when oh, you want this the would physical be, new stuff. Well, this would be a dead medium. That's very true. <laughs> but then it'll and, be worth even more. That's true. Um, speaking of which, I want to show one more thing here, then we can move on. Um, mm -hmm. So I did, I actually ordered three things from Analog. Of course uh, you did. Which finally they shipped. you never but, order one. Well, no. Well, the two systems went up, so I had to get those. And yeah. in preparation of when they finally re-release um, or they put out another stock of their uh, Genesis systems... I went and purchased um, their um, adapters, Genesis adapters Ooh. for the Dream um, Game Gear. Mm -hmm. uh, the cards, remember the old Master System card games? Yes, yes, yes. And this is for the SG One Thousand, the system, the, the, uh, oh, the wow. Mark Three. That's awesome. I've never even seen a Mark Three uh, game. Sold, but that's part of the unit Start here. looking for them. So it's these three. The mm -hmm. Genesis itself will come with an adapter to play Master System games, period, but not the card games. Um, but look at, I mean, just the way it gets shipped, a nice, nice box. and It's very nice. old, you know, old, you know, interior ain't coming out and stuff. So mm -hmm. they, they're high quality. Like I said, Analog's Ferrari, so... It'll look good collecting dust on your shelf. How dare you, sir? I will be playing these. Mm -hmm. Well, not the not the Mark III games. I can't find any. Right, but <laughs> beyond that, oh, you can find them. I'm sure uh, Super Potato on eBay has some. Yes, actually, I got checking those. I know they re uh, they just put up some new stuff. Have mm -hmm. you been looking? I have not. I've been busy. <laughs> you know what? Good for you. Actually, <laughs> you're probably better off holding off on Super Potato online. Yeah, no, that's a very that's my danger right there. <laughs> but no, I've been I've been a little bit busy. Life has been kind of right. crazy over here, so. Um, yeah, so my gaming life has definitely kind of slowed down a bit. <laughs> that's that's what listeners of a video game podcast want to hear. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm not playing, no, it's I just know, that I'm not I playing know. as much. I, I get it, trust me. Yeah, I understand. So I blame my cats. You should. That one, I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna set the world on fire. Some people he, just want to watch the world burn. Well, you know what? I'm one of them. What <laughs> me too, kind of. Uh, all right, let's bring this back up, shall we? Moving let's, on. Let's talk um, about some fun stuff. Let's talk about the one game I purchased, since I never talk about games that I Yes, purchased. what How did you that? buy, finally? I bought a... Uh, there's a um, there's a sale going on. And again, it's not a retro game, though. Um, there's a sale going on. It may be over by the time this uh, podcast drops, so I apologize if it does. Um, there's a Golden Week sale going on on uh, PlayStation. And Golden Ooh. Week is... Uh, as uh, an annual celebration in Asia, uh, Japan and China celebrated, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Definitely Japan, because I've been there for Golden Week, oh, okay. um, which is really cool. 
Um, so they have a lot of games on sale. Uh, a lot of them are more Japanese based. Okay. So, um, so I picked up, there's a game that my friend introduced me to that I thought was really fun. And I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool little game to pick up and play every once in a while. Uh, and it is called Taiko no Tatsujin. Ah, yes. Fully aware. Translates to? Drum and fun. Oh. So uh, it's a drumming, uh, it's a music game based on drumming. Oh, so, interesting. So, and it's almost like a little, and just basically like, you know, the song plays and then when the notes hit the right spot, you press a button on your controller and you make the drum sound. Oh. And it's actually, it's surprisingly fun. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like any, it's kind of like. Um, Frequency frequency but it can also be like if you think about rock band and things like that it's yeah. kind of like that just for drumming and there's actually a drum controller you can buy for it if you want to really do it. yes so yeah so i am interested as well to buy the controller to see how that would play uh my, my friend mike bought the controller he said it's fun so uh and it's currently on sale for 10 bucks down from 40 so oh, wow yeah, so that's what. Yeah, okay. so that's why I grabbed it. I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Okay, seventy-five percent off. I'll take it." Um, oh yeah, here so, you go, Golden Week. I'm checking it out right now. Yeah, so there's a Golden Week sale on uh, Sony. So check that out. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of other stuff on sale. Oh, but yeah. I grabbed this one because I played it. It's a lot of fun. It also has DLC, so you can buy more songs. Granted, it gets pricey. It's like a dollar fifty per song. Oofa. So yeah, so very easy to get out of control well, there. Yeah. Um, are they real songs? Uh... I'm pretty sure they're real songs in Japan. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. There's only like there's only one song on there that I know. That's like that, at least that I I haven't played a lot of it yet. So, mm -hmm. but of all of the songs on there, the one song that's on there, and I have no idea how they managed to get this <laughs> one song, "Let It Go" from Frozen is on there, and I don't know why. <laughs> because I, Disney likes making that money. Mm -hmm. And it's in Japanese, so that's oh even, so okay, interesting. I think it's you need Japanese. to send me a link on that one. I can't find it. Yeah, it, it's right. in the it's in the base game. So okay, oh okay, I got yeah. So if you buy the game, you get that song. Um, yeah, true. No, I yeah. mean I try oh, to find what? the game itself, but uh, oh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I'll send that to you later. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, actually, to be fair, I bought a new game for an old system. Would you buy? No, because I'm loving. I discovered. You know, we talked about it last week. You know uh, that game, Deadius, on the game. Oh Boy. yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, uh, some other games that I picked up that I talked about in the past, um, that showed up, um, I'm getting, um, uh, one of the Kickstarters, uh, I forgot which one it was, but one of them is going to be shipping, which is a physical Genesis card. I just love the fact now, and we'll call them homebrews, I, I but they're not just simple games. Like these, mm -hmm. they're making full games. Uh, it's yep. a game called, called, not four, called Genesis oh. for the Game Boy. Interesting. It's just a straight up eight bit shoot 'em up. Okay. Uh, developed by Seven uh, FH, and um, it's actually from the same company that uh, that I guess published. I always forget published distributor, mm -hmm. developer um, by the same company that did Deadius Spacebot. Oh, okay. Spacebot uh, Dash Interactive. Um, I believe it ships this September, but it's just cool to see these new games on old systems. So yeah, but admit it. Did you buy? Did you buy the game because it's called Genesis and it's on a Game Boy? Um, yes. I would rather okay. not Moving reveal on. all of my sources. Okay, that's that's a yes. Moving on. <laughs> um, I did think it was like some new Genesis. Oh, that just reminded me. I'm sorry. Oh wow. Um, Ooh. No, 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 no. I think your Talking brain about, exploded. Almost. Um. 
We're going to move on. I'll mention it in the news, but a friend of mine sent me a link. I didn't even know I was aware that someone made, again, we'll call it like a clone system, but for a really old system. So Ooh. I'm going to look into it. We're going to move on for now, but we'll come back to it during the news. All right, cool. Let's move on because we actually have a topic of discussion. We this do. Week. We do. Um, everybody knows that about a little over a week ago, and when now it's about a week and a half ago, we got a new video game-based movie on HBO Max. Yes. And in theaters, of course. Of course. Uh, and we are talking about Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm not going to scream Mortal Kombat, because I can't do it the way that guy does. Mortal um, Kombat! That was terrible. That was even worse. So, so we got a Mortal Kombat movie, a new Mortal Kombat movie, and Larry and I, and Larry, I, I assume you've watched it now. Uh, yes. Could we have watched it together on HBO Max? Did they have I like, think a my, link up? I think my cat just fell out of the window. Oh, that's not. <laughs> just heard a lot of just heard a loud thump. Well, there's a lot of light that just came into the into the room. Yeah, is he playing with the curtain? No, I'm not sure what's going on. But anyway, you have a so third Mortal cat you don't know about. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Mortal Kombat, uh, yes. released about a week and a half ago. Uh, Larry and I have both seen it. Mm-hmm. And Larry, so top of the just overall thoughts. Uh, okay, overall thoughts. I liked it just right off the bat. I liked it. Um, it in this new um, era of like you know, theater at home. Uh, it was very convenient to be able to watch Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Just pull it up and hit play. Um, going into this, watching the trailer, which was a very violent trailer, I was like, ooh, this is going to be an interesting movie because the mm-hmm. game is violent. The game was always based on that. Like, that's what lured people to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we got, like, like this violent version of... Of Mortal Kombat. And that's mm-hmm. no knock on the first two. Well, maybe the second one. But, you know, it's no knock on the originals. But, um, and walking into this, I got to admit, walking into Mortal Kombat, well, sitting into Mortal Kombat, I went in the same way I went into Godzilla versus Kong, which I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. But I went into Godzilla versus Kong going, this is a movie about two giant animals fighting each other so in other words whatever happens just accept it you know what i mean it is what it is and that's what made godzilla versus kong amazing um same with mortal kombat like i walk like i went into the movie i'm like okay they're trying to base it in reality in some way you know um with the mortal kombat lore of course Mm -hmm. um and then going into it kind of just letting it go letting it play out it at points it felt like the game and for me a movie based on the game has to have points where it feels like the game and to me this one felt like the game um you know as far as like the acting quality i never really go into a movie looking for an acting quality so i can't tell you if it's good or bad but as a fun ride i had a blast and i loved the characters that they used uh, it was nice to see them on the big screen. Hmm. Okay. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed it. And okay. again, this is one of those movies where it's like, I have to turn the inner critic off. <laughs> I always know, you know this is harder for you. Yeah. Because you know, you know, you know how it is with me. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I need to know that this is, I, I, I have a category for brainless fun. And this, that's what this was. No, no. And that's <laughs> no, what this no, was. It's like, 
it's like turn off turn off the turn off the critic we're not you're definitely not watching something of oscar oscar caliber here mm -hmm. you're just in here for the fun um and to be honest with you i mean for that part of it i thought it was really good um you know again to your point it's like you're going into this looking for that video game like feel you definitely have that there um the plot is incredibly simple oh yeah. uh, there's really there's really not much to it whatsoever um i thought the lead was really good i liked cole young um mm -hmm. you know i thought the you know him that character worked really well what was interesting to me about the whole thing too is that i think they kind of went for the they, they it's like they they went with the plot of the original game right with the they did it's a tournament type of thing and shang Tsung's trying to cheat and all that stuff but i also feel like they kind of started they tried diving into the newer mortal Kombat games which are like really more story based okay like, i can see that like when mortal Kombat relaunched on like ps3 like remember all of a sudden we went from the trilogy to mm -hmm. four and then all of a sudden we got mortal Kombat, which technically i think was nine Mortal technically Mortal Kombat. yeah i nine. think it was yeah. nine and then they actually turned it into like a bigger story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like they were trying to pull from that a little bit because it's definitely more of like there's this war going on between Outworld and Earth and the heroes and stuff like that. Because even though they talk about, oh, this is going to be a tournament, and if they win the 10th tournament, they take over Earth, there was never really a tournament that happened. True. It really, True. There was, it was just, you know, a bunch of fights that mm -hmm. broke out here and there. But there was never like, like, because, you know, like in the original movie, it was all about a tournament. This one, they mention it, but they don't really do it. So that part kind of bugged me. Okay. Um, because it's like, don't even bring it up if you're not going to use it type of thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, but overall, like I thought, um, you know, again, I just thought it was minus, but I did like the fact, I did like the choice of focusing on Scorpion and Sub-Zero to start, uh, because they are yes. the, they are the two most popular characters mm -hmm. uh, or two of the most popular characters in the franchise. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the two with the most history when mm -hmm. you look into the story. So I like that they started with that, and I like that that was a through line. I thought that was probably the strongest part of the film was the through line between Scorpion and Sub-Zero and obviously Scorpion's lineage. I think if they would have focused on that just a little bit more, um, we could, it could have been stronger. Okay. But that's just me. Again, no, no, those, no, no. Are like, those are like the little things. I, I also like the fact that Liu Kang was not the lead this time around. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to ask you about that. The lead in this movie's character's name is Cole Young, a completely original character mm -hmm. um, for the game series, which now leads me to believe he's going to be DLC down the road. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. What was, but what were your thoughts on that? Because when I first realized that he was a DLC, uh, DLC, <laughs> when I first realized. Uh, original character. <laughs> that you pay more money to watch the movie and he's magically in the movie. Yeah. Um, an original character, I'm like, okay, that's. That's an out to do a completely original storyline, mm -hmm. but they were able to stick to, like you said, to the Mortal Kombat storyline to a point. But what were your thoughts about them bringing in an original character to an established uh, company, uh, established IP like Mortal Kombat? That didn't bother me at all because okay. what I re what I thought about it was uh, first off they connected him to the lineage by making mm -hmm. him uh, and you know an spoiler alerts I guess we'll yeah. say at this sorry point. yeah spoiler spoilers alerts, yes. so yeah they did con they connected him to the Mortal Kombat franchise because you know he is Scorpion's you know bloodline great 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 um, great 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 whatever great it is time, yeah. yeah lots of greats <laughs> um, so that part doesn't bother that part didn't bother me at all especially because 
everybody else in the movie is an established character from the franchise. So sure. I just think they surrounded him with a cast that you knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I thought that worked well. And I also thought it gave them a bit more creative freedom to kind of build him the way they wanted to, as opposed to like, if it was the real Scorpion from the game, it's mm-hmm. like, you kind of already know who he is. So now that you're introducing this new character, it's like, what is he going to become? Like, how, like what kind of fighter is he going to be? And what type of uh, special abilities is he going to learn as mm-hmm. he, as he develops? So, so I liked that because for that reason, it's like you get a little more freedom to play with him. Speaking of special abilities, um, almost like the fatalities kind of sort of, uh, mm-hmm. part of the movie is them having to like trying to find their special abilities, which kind of at some points just happen automatically. Um, well, get it right. It's their Akana. That, that is true. Yeah. Um, like with Kano, like he's just, you know, uh, just getting all riled up and mad. Then all of a sudden, boom, you know, the eye shoots out the laser. Um you know, at first I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Because Kano, I think in the movie, I mean, in the game, that was like a, uh, like a prosthetic. When I say prosthetic in the game, meaning like it yeah. was installed into him. Where here it was like, it, it was, was tech, in his core. It was core. tech, basically. Tech, that's tech. what it was. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting, the way that was, until uh, Cole Young morphed uh, into the Gold Ranger. Yes. I'm, you know, <laughs> so, look, you know what? Just cross promotion. This is true. I was, I was waiting, there I was was waiting a, there, for Tommy there was, to come out. There was a Power Ranger in the cast, by the way. Yes, there was, right? From the newer Power Ranger. From the newer Power Ranger, Ludi Lin, who played yes. Liu Kang, was in the Power Rangers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, crossover. What's the matter? <laughs> crossover. Oh, yeah. To- oh, that'd be an awesome crossover. One day he just walks on set as the Blue Ranger. And he's like, <laughs> oh, wait. Mm, no, wrong movie. Sorry. Hey, guys. Oh, was he the Black... Uh, uh, no, he might have been the Black Ranger in the movie. Sorry. It's like when Spider-Man, remember that deleted scene from the first X-Men movie when Spider-Man shows up? Yes. <laughs> that would just be it. He just comes on set. He's like, all right, I'm right. Oh, awkward. <laughs> um, the opening of the movie. I got to say, my favorite part of the movie, though, was the opening. Yeah. Was that the scene in the beginning where we, we see, you know, before their Scorpion and Sub-Zero, mm-hmm. Hanzo Hahashi. Uh, ha- hmm. Hasashi. Hasashi, thank you. And uh, Bihan, um, Scorpion Sub-Zero accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all in, you know, Japanese. Yep. Um, Japanese, I it was, Japanese and Mandarin. I was just going to say, I like that twist to it where, like, Sub-Zero would come in, but he'd be talking Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And Scorpion, like, if they didn't... I. If they didn't have the subtitles, because I, I can't tell the difference between Mandarin and Japanese, at least the way that they were talking. So, like, I thought it was very interesting when I read underneath. It's like, oh, now he's speaking in Chinese. I'm like, oh, that's Mandarin. pretty cool. Um, well, no, it said Chinese on the bottom. Oh, did it say? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it might still be Mandarin. I don't know. But in any event, um, just the fact that, like, even back then, like, you have these two characters who still can't communicate with each other, but still have this... Well, they kind of can because uh, Sub Zero is bilingual. But you know, yes. the hatred between the two families and everything was deep rooted. Um, but that whole scene in the snow and everything, and again, mm-hmm. the the violence kicks off early, and and I yep. thought it was wonderfully done, and it made me feel like this is a Mortal Kombat movie, unlike the original movie, which when you go back and watch, very campy. I get it, oh, but it's yeah, totally. fun. It's so the first movie is fantastic. Yes. But I don't really. I don't think there was any blood in it, or at least very little blood. Uh, if I limited, remember, limited yeah. if any, or at least it wasn't gory. No, you know what I mean. Was not, he, it definitely was not gory. I mean, like even when when Scorpion's getting killed, you know the way he's just pushing in like the knife and everything. Um, 
I just thought overall the beginning of the movie was fantastic. Um, and then it did... I was getting a little weary in the middle. Um, I was like, all right, where are they going? Walking through the desert and stuff like that. Yes. Um, but overall, my favorite character was Kano. And the world is loving Josh Lawson and his version of Kano. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I yeah. thought he, I thought he had a blast with it. I liked the I liked the gray area he played. Mm-hmm. I liked the fact that they did not stick to the game um, biography mm-hmm. of him, where you know in the game he killed Sonya's partner, and Sonya's got this blood feud with him and stuff like like I like the fact that they didn't go there because it gave them room to kind of build the relationships. So I thought that was really fun. And to your point, like he just had a blast with it. He, I saw a meme. It was a meme, like breaking news. uh, Josh Lawson rushed to the hospital for a broken back for carrying the Mortal Kombat movie. (laughs) And no, and he kind of did. He did a really good job. Well, no, I will say, I I can't remember the actor who played Cole Young. Um, Uh, Louis Tan. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. Oh, I thought he was great, too. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, like, um, you, you know, all these Aussies, these Australians coming up just by having just all they have to do is just spat off a couple of curse words and people love what they say. It's true. Like, it's like Ozzy Man reviews. No, it's um, true. No, he's no, he's just he was just really good. I mean, no, he just he kind of he kind of went into the character and everyone it. played their characters great. Um, the only part, the only part that bugged me, and this is when the, what were they called again? Their inner powers? Their fatalities? Akana. Akana. When the Akana started coming up, when Jax all of a sudden, all of a sudden started morphing in his arms, like <laughs> just got, like at first it was very skinny and just bone-like, almost like T-1000, T-800. Yes. And then all of a sudden they became like all jacked up like he is in the game. I was like, all right, that one's a little weird, but, um... I thought the rest of it was pretty cool. What are it's, your... a lot, it's, a, it's a lot better than Jackson Mortal Kombat Annihilation, who just had them added That's to his true. arms and, You're right. and ripped them off at the end because I don't need them. You're right. <laughs> You're right. And he still had his regular arms. I still had his regular <laughs> arms. I'm like, no, in this movie, he definitely needed he, those. He definitely lost it. Um, what are your ideas on the choice of the character? I mean, you have your base characters, obviously, but yes. I enjoyed seeing, like, Rico, like, um, um, oh, my God, I forgot his name. Um, who was the one in the mask, the full mask? Cabal. Cabal, excuse me, yeah. You know, seeing them, um, like some of the ones that we really haven't seen in any of the other movies. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on the character selections? Well, that was the re- that was why I thought they were going with the more newer one, because if you look at the newer ones, uh, like the newer Mortal Kombat, like 9, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot about, it, it, there's a lot of like, it's like an army and you have your generals, so they kind of took that from the newer Mortal Kombat's because I forget the general's name. That was one of the bad guys. It was oh, like, that was um, with the big giant sledgehammer. Yes, that was Rico. Rico. Okay. Nathan Jones. <laughs> was that Nathan Jones? That was Nathan Jones. I, I couldn't even tell that was Nathan yep. Jones. Okay. Um, so then you had Rico, you had, and Melina also is one yes. of like one of his in the game. Like he's one of, she's one of the generals that mm-hmm. um, runs the army. So I, I didn't mind the choices they made. Uh, Cabal was the weird one to me. I I don't know why he just seemed to be there. Uh, um, agreed, agreed. Like um, like like Melina and Rico to me were the generals, and mm-hmm. you saw them act that way. Cabal to me was just kind of like, okay, we need another bad guy because it needs to even out the <laughs> the, the good guy bad guy ratio. Well, that's when Kano um, came in. 
Right, but I, that was the only one that made me like say, hmm, okay, Cabal, not so sure about, but didn't bother me. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. nice that they used uh, people from the game. And it actually, and it gave me a minute, it, it, I stopped for a minute at one point too to, in my brain to say, did they use everybody from the first Mortal Kombat? And the obvious answer to that is no. There's one mm -hmm. very notable yeah. omission. <laughs> so We'll get to that in a moment, yeah. yeah. See, I thought, and the, the weirdest character I thought but I liked where they pulled her from was Natara. She oh, was the one yeah. that was flying around. And yeah. she came from Deadly Alliance. Yep. Uh, so, you know, a game that I don't think Deadly Alliance was as hot. Um, but cool, nevertheless, to see them pull a character from that from that game. So they were trying to get into, I think, a little bit of everything. Well, I like, also think, like you said. Yeah. And I also think that they pulled that character too because they were probably looking for someone expendable. This and they didn't, want to they didn't want to waste an stat like a really oh, yeah, good she, character. She had a good she had a good ending too. Oh, she totally did. <laughs> she really did. Um what are your thoughts? Again, I get a kick out of these. I said it during uh, years ago when we did our Power Ranger crossover review with victims and villains. Mm -hmm. That like, as much as I hated the the rebooted Power Rangers movie, the part that I love is when you heard the "Go Go Power Rangers" theme song. Yeah, and I um, remember that because that's when the movie took a nosedive for me. <laughs> In this one, I love just those little nuances. You know, like flawless victory, or you know, like when they just. You know, when they, those little things from yeah. the game that like have nothing to do are corny in a movie unto itself. And I'm like, boom, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, you kind of have to just be forgiving of it because <laughs> you just, you, you want to hear it, but it, you know what it is? You want to hear it because you hear it in the game, right? That's exactly like, why I wanted to hear it. No, yeah. no, no. But to, like for me, when I'm watching a movie and I hear it and I'm like, yeah, that just doesn't work in real life. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> fatality. Um, uh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe since the pandemic started, I correct me if I'm wrong, this is the, like the highest grossing R-rated movie or opening or something. Now, granted, I mean, no one's going to the theater, so it's not I saying a lot. I believe you are it, correct. It hits something. I mean, it grossed so far um, a little over $23 million. Uh, world, that was in the U.S. Worldwide, $51 million. Now, I don't know. He, like, I don't know how they're going to factor in people watching on HBO Max to say if this is a successful movie or not. You know what right. I mean? Because it usually, so it's a new, we're in a new era with this stuff. But, um, games getting, the movie's getting a lot of praise. Yep. Um, which is, I'm happy to hear. Um, let me ask you this. Let's kind of bring it into the real world for a moment. And I don't know if you have, I always defer to you because, you know, you, you're in that Hollywood world, kind of, sort of. Um, <laughs> um, did this movie kind of show the fact that they were making it during a pandemic? Um, I feel I like it was, I feel like the sets were very limited as far as like, they didn't, they could have traveled more. They definitely could have. Um, but I also think that, you know, films were trying to like, they were doing everything that they could like mm -hmm. with testing and stuff like that to make sure that they could keep in production. But yeah, I can definitely see that you can see the minimalism in it. So, Which I'm not complaining about. Don't get me wrong. No. I just like to see something like that because I don't know. I don't even know. This might have started production after pandemic. Um, uh, I don't it's know about a, that part. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's entirely possible that they filmed it before the pandemic was full on. Oh, okay. Um, it all depends. Yeah, it all depends. Like, let me IMDB that really quickly. Just I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm there right now. I just don't know where to really look for it. But with the, like, I was, because one of the cool parts also, like, when they were like, well, we're going to fight. But we're going to send people to random spots, which is their way right. of saying here are different levels. 
Um, and like the only one I noticed was the pit level. Like they were fighting above the pit. And I yes, was that, that was cool. <laughs> and I was begging for someone to say toasty. <laughs> I was waiting for that whole time because they kept mentioning the uppercut. Yes. They kept talking about the uppercut. Um but uh but nevertheless, uh, I feel like, and again, not taking away from it, but I think and Anthony will correct me if, if, if he sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could have done more locales, but due to pandemic uh, situations, yeah, they had to work with what they were given. And I still think it worked out. I mean, I like those type of movies too sometimes. Yeah. A movie that feels like it's running on a low budget um, because then you have to be more imaginative um, to get the story across. Uh, the filming actually happened pre-pandemic. Oh, okay. All right. So it was uh, September to December 2019. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, and it was shot in South Australia. So yes. there's your Josh Lawson. Um, Fair enough. Video. Actually, I think I think Sonya Blade. I think I think she's Australian too. Jessica might be McNamee. But um, yeah, but the whole idea is like it was pre-pandemic, so okay. So, so everything in there was intentional. Fair enough. And I think and I think the other reason why I thought it was okay is that it's the first film. They are they are planning it for more. Mm-hmm. So keep it keep it small you know i think video game movies run always run the risk of overkill Mm -hmm. when they want to add too much so you know um i think like again the mortal kombat sequel the street fighter movie it's like all of it's like everywhere you turn there's a new character and it's like i can't get i can't get vested in so many people so many characters so um, so I like the fact that they kept it small. I think mm-hmm. that it'll get bigger in the sequel because, again, if they're going with the storyline from the newer Mortal Kombat movies, this basically becomes a war yeah. between Outworld and Earth. So like armies come in and stuff like that. You got the, you know. So I think we're going to be seeing more of that okay. as we move on. So I like the fact that they kind of grounded it a bit um, with, uh, you know, minimal, you know, smaller location, smaller cast type of stuff. Two more quick questions. I just want to hear your your thoughts. Uh, first of all, I felt like when the game first came out, I'm talking originally Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. came out, I kind of felt like Sub-Zero was more beloved and Scorpion was yes. the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But as of late, and I even saw this in the animated, there's an animated Mortal Kombat movie that came out like a year ago, uh, Scorpion's Revenge, that is yep. phenomenal. Check that out. Which kind of has almost the same story like between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. I feel like as much as Scorpion, um, Sub-Zero was good, Scorpion was bad, as of late, those flip-flopped because Sub-Zero is basically the bad guy in this and Scorpion is kind of like the anti-hero, I guess you can see. Or a hero. Totally. Right. Did, did you see that? Because I felt that. I'm like, why are they flipping like kind of... Okay, so in the original game, I think Sub-Zero was so beloved because he was the coolest character to play, pun intended. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I just think everybody really enjoyed playing as okay. him more than the other characters. That was the reason why. Um, in terms of their story back then, all we knew about them, I think, back then was they were two dueling um, clans, mm-hmm. right? The Lin- I forget one of them. One is Lin Kuei and the other one is another clan. So um, that's all we really knew about them. And again, at the time, they were under the thrall of Shang Tsung. Like they were mm-hmm. his, you know, minions or whatever. In the sequel, Mortal Kombat 2, we get introduced to a different Sub-Zero who is a good guy. Um, and they actually used him in the movie in Annihilation. He had one, he had one oh, scene yeah, and one right. fight, yeah, remember? Yeah. Yep, yep. Right. And he was a good guy. So there is another, there was another version of Sub-Zero who was a good guy. Okay. Um, 
but then as the games came on, you know, moved on and they started to dive into the mythology and the story and all that stuff, it did turn out that Scorpion was the one who was wronged by Sub-Zero. Yeah. So, and that's why he became the hero. Um, but yeah, it, it, it it's that type of thing where it just, as the story progressed, and again, this is a game, there have been so many Mortal Kombat games. It's mm -hmm. like, how do you keep the story straight? It's just, it morphed, it slowly changed into that as we gotcha. learned more about their past. Gotcha. And a quick shout out, speaking of Sub-Zero, to the actor, uh, uh, Joe Taslim, who I, before I saw the movie, I read an article that, and his fighting style, his fighting scenes were beautiful in yes. this movie that people, like the director and the, and the fighting choreographer and everything, compared him to bruce lee he said this guy is almost as good as bruce lee was wow where like he was joe was moving so fast that they were like dude you have to slow down so we can catch you on camera <laughs> that's awesome that's and yeah that's awesome. he's getting major yeah. praise as far as his fighting uh skills are concerned and his acting was good too um but yeah give a shout out to him my last question to you is if you could replace, and this is no knock on any of the actors in this new movie, if you could replace any of the actors from the original Mortal Kombat movie, put them into this one using their same character. Oh, oh no. See, for me, I loved the original Shang Tsung. I think that's where I would go to. <laughs> I mean, the original Shang Tsung was, he was corny. He was corny as hell. But there was something... <laughs> There was something about him. I felt like he had more presence. But, uh, and, I also and I also felt like he embodied the character well, mm -hmm. um, which worked better for me. At the same time, the new Shang Tsung, they didn't really give him a whole lot to do. True, and that's part of the problem too. Like like in the original movie, because we're so focused on the tournament, like Shang Tsung is the lead villain, mm -hmm. and we know he's the lead villain because. He's in almost every scene when you see the villains and he's the one telling us what's going on and he's the one presiding over the tournament. Whereas Shang Tsung in the new movie, he's the guy in charge, which is the reason why you don't really see much like, but they take the front, they take the stand up. You don't see much of him because his minions are the ones doing all the work. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, and it's funny, I saw a meme. They were like, uh, the original Shang Tsung is what you want to order. The newest Shang Tsung is what you get from Wish. Yes, I saw that. It's like Amazon <laughs> Wish. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, close second replacement, Sonya Blade. Uh, I got a thing for Bridget Wilson. She was wonderful in the, in the, in the uh, yeah. mid-90s. <laughs> well, no, in the, I, I take a, a mid-90s Bridget Wilson in a day of the week. Thank you very so, much. Uh, all right, so bottom line, Mortal Kombat, worth the watch. I think it's worth the watch for sure. Right, cool. I think it's worth the watch, especially if you're a fan of the games. Mm -hmm. um, you, yeah. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, don't go into it expecting, you no, know, grand not cinema. At all. Not at you know, all. you're just going to, you're going to have fun for an hour and a half. Yep. And, uh, you know, and then you move on with your life. There we go. And I think that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to move on right now to some news. Yes. And, um, you know, get ready to wrap this up. Oh, you know, before we do oh, that, yeah, yeah. We, we missed one oh, what a, thing, what? one little thing. Um, and, and not so little. What were your thoughts on Goro? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I prefer uh, original claymation, uh, stop motion animation they use in the original movie as opposed to CGI. Uh, I didn't mind Goro other than the fact that he, he was kind of used as a throwaway. Yes. Um, that, that was my feeling too. I thought yeah, they kind of just tossed him. That was the only thing that bugged me. Um, yeah. that was really it. That's, 
I liked him once he was on there. I liked the fighting scenes that he had. I liked that whole scenario, you know, with uh, Cole defending his family and stuff like that from this giant monster. Um, but at the same time, they could have definitely used him more. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like funny in a way where the the ancient Mortal Kombat champion who has won nine tournaments, right? Because Goro is the champion, yep. nine yep. tournament champion, gets beaten by Cole and his wife and daughter. <laughs> Yeah, before he can dra drag out the dragon sword. So. Yes, exactly. Before he can try. Well, he couldn't find the flute. <laughs> Did the gold one have a flute? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they could have used him more. But you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll get because we got Goro in the first movie. Maybe the ah, what the hell is his name in the second one? That could have a uh, uh, who the actor? Or? No, no, no. The 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 champion in the second game. Oh, Kintaro. Yes, yes. So maybe we'll, we'll see him next next. Potentially, movie. but I also think maybe the reason why we didn't see a lot of him was also budget. I true. Mean, this that is true. CGI is expensive. That no, you're right. You're right. So, but they yeah. they did good with it. Don't get me wrong. He looked. Good, they did well. But they did well. Yeah, is what it is. Uh, all right. All right. And so, now, now let's move on. Let's move on to some news. And I found the thing I was talking about. So let's start with that first. I mean, right now it's out of stock, thank God, because I need a break. Yeah, but I, ha um, I have some news as well. We I share. just learned that there's a company learned that with a T that is working with a claim. It's called Collector Vision Games, and they put out their own ColecoVision Phoenix. Ooh. It's called the Collector Vision Phoenix video game system. Did you buy it yet? No, it's out of stock, and I don't know if they're going to be running. They've already done two um, two runs of it. I don't know if there's uh, going to be okay. a third one. It's two hundred dollars. Okay. It's base. It, it 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 run. And from what I'm reading, and what I'm learning, when you see FPGA, which I still don't know what that means, that basically means no emulation. It's running off carts. Got it. And this thing will run off carts. It will play every ColecoVision game that's out there. Um, and it's a smaller unit. Um, it outputs HDMI. <laughs> Granted, it's like 420. But it will, It will. Um, I mean 480. Um, no, 420. Wait, what the hell was it? 420 or 480? 480. Four, ah, it's been forever, right? Yeah. Um, well, we don't go that low anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. But this does through HDMI. So it's a waste. But nevertheless, um, it plays. It uses the original uh, um, controllers and everything like that. I just discovered it too late. But th if they ever do another run, I'm gonna keep an eye out on this, and I'll definitely let everyone know mm -hmm. because I'm hearing this thing is great for people who already have it. Um, again, it's called Collector Vision Phoenix, okay, and it's 100% compatible with all ColecoVision games, and I think that's really cool. Very cool. That does, yeah, it sounds very cool. So. Uh, and it's very tiny, which works out well because I'm running out of room. Rapidly. I ha I have no room. <laughs> so, uh, all right, and what news do you have? News. I have lots of news. news, no. news do news. I have? Do I have news? I don't weird know news. news. Uh, not weird news necessarily. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, no, I already talked to you about that. Okay, so one quick shout out. We have a retro birthday. Oh. Uh, maybe not the most monumental retro birthday, but uh, <laughs> they are all monumental in our hearts. A retro birthday, nonetheless. So in on May 6, 2001, 20 years ago, we were graced on the Nintendo 64 with Mario Party 3. Ooh, okay. The last Mario Party on the N64 it was kind of at the end of the N64 cycle, which is also why Mario Party 3 is one of the rarer games mm, I can to find um, on the N64. And I am very grateful that I have it. <laughs> I don't know if I have it. I definitely have it because we played the Mario Party games like crazy. We so. did. 
Yeah, we absolutely. We really did. Oh, hey, fun uh, update. Uh, speaking of which, Super Mario Party on the Switch is now online. Is now online. Like the full board game version is now online. So yes. Just, so yep. uh, we're going to have to play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I still have to unlock a lot of stuff in that game. Oh, uh, I think I've unlocked most of the stuff in that game. I Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, bottom line is, yeah, Mario Party Online. Uh, another quick thing for new news, Pokemon Snap is now officially available. The new Pokemon yes. Snap is, is, is available on the Switch. There was a Sony State of Play last week also, just to touch was on. Was there? There was. I honestly the, didn't even know that. Yeah, a couple a uh, few days ago. Hmm. Um, it focused mostly on Ratchet and Clank, and Ratchet and Clank for the PS5 looks oh, yeah. insane. Let's right? just say it's, that. And it's like one of the that's like one of the first like PS5 exclusive games that are coming out, right? Yeah, and when you see it, it's definitely worth the purchase. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game, but I want this one. No, <laughs> no it does look really cool. Yeah, so take a look for that. Uh, a few other things. The trailer for the fourth and final season of Castlevania dropped on Thursday. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I don't so that. definitely take a look at that. Um, again, this is the final season. They're wrapping up the story here. There are talks about a prequel series mm-hmm. coming okay. out, although they have not said who's going to be in that prequel. So very curious to see what happens with that. Hmm. Um, but definitely, um, I'm sorry, a spinoff series. That's all. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Spinoffs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Netflix has a plans for a spinoff series. Same universe. New cast. Okay. So hello, Simon Belmont. I want to see Simon. <laughs> We've seen Trevor now, which is great. I want to see Simon Belmont because he's the original. Of course. The OG. The OG. Gotta go with the OG. All right. So take a look out for that. Will do. A very, very, very random thing that I found, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. So um the earthbound series okay now the first two they made american ports of them but the third one which was made on the game boy advance in 2001 Mm -hmm. i'm sorry not 2006 15 years ago they never converted it from the japanese version to the american version no they have not no now recently there have been rumors saying that they were going to do it the game is called mother in Japan. So this would be Mother 3. Mm-hmm. So there's never been an English copy of this game. They've never translated it. So a celebrity a, and who I had no idea was a gamer, hmm. um, Terry Crews came out. Really? And is is pushing for Nintendo <laughs> to translate Mother 3 into English so that he can play it. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. So... Do- do, do yeah. we tell them that there are some uh, fan-made English translations? No. Okay, fair enough. No, no, no. We, <laughs> look, you know what? Somebody with the power behind him, like Terry Crews, can actually get this to happen. So let's probably, just let him do his thing. Probably. Yeah, let him, yeah you go get them, Terry Crews. You get <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> awesome. All righty. Uh, I, I loved his moment in Deadpool. Yes, that's right. I forgot Deadpool 2, yes. Deadpool 2, that was so great. <laughs> him and Brad Pitt. Him and Brad Pitt were awesome. Yep. Okay, uh, I have a couple more bits of news, yeah, sure. and then we, we'll wrap this up. Um, Sega, Sega has announced, Sega mm-hmm. has decided starting this summer, they will be getting into the NFT craze. Can you please explain to me what the hell is an NFT? I cannot find anything that describes it. Okay, I'm going to read what it says in this article All because right. it's easier that way. And then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll explain it in layman's terms. I just know that? it's a weird name. 
non-fungoil token. NFTs are non-fungible tokens. Okay. A non-fungible. Yes. A non-fungible token is a unit of data stored on a digital ledger called a blockchain that certifies a digital asset to be unique and therefore not interchangeable. NFTs can be used to represent items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files. Oh, I got um, <laughs> that, that doesn't help me. Uh, okay. So, okay. Um, so here's the thing. All right. Blockchains are basically what, um, which we call it cryptocurrency uses. It's the reason. So, okay. so like if you think of Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. The way Bitcoin mining works is that you're literally using your computer to mine for these unique blockchains mm-hmm. of data. When you unearth these, that's how you start to unearth Bitcoin, which yeah. is why, and because there's only a limited amount, it's why the, you know, it's why the so expensive. It, it's, it worth, it's worth so much and it's yeah. expensive. Now, with non-fungible tokens, what they're basically doing is they're taking a, di- a, a digital asset, let's say like a JPEG. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a JPEG of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, from Sonic 1. Okay. They give it a bl- unique blockchain. So it's a okay. unique, um, like, you, you know, the way like... Um, oh, wait a minute. The, you so- know the way like Nintendo used to stamp their boxes with yes. a stamp of approval, you know, or, you know, okay, perfect. You have a you have a pop vinyl in your hand that maybe is one of two. That's what I was going to use as an example. So I just grabbed yes. this Trish Stratus one. That's but it says word. Larry Trish Stratus, right? So instead of having this physical piece, if I had an NFT, this would be like stored on the NFT. Correct. In theory. So the NFT, right? So an so the the Sonic image that I'm talking about has a has a basically okay. a code on it that makes it one of gotcha. only a handful gotcha and you legally own it's like you legally own the rights to that specific jpeg it's okay. yours and it and it's only held by a certain number of people now nfts that are cheap usually can be owned by a large number of people mm-hmm. like a number of people can buy the same image okay i gotcha but other nfts which are going to be rare maybe only a handful of people can buy them. Mm-hmm. It's why, and that's why they're worth a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Me personally, it, it's weird because a lot of people ask, it's like, why would I want to own a digital asset when, yeah. uh, why, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Why would, I want, why, would I wanna, why would I want to own a digital asset when I can just download a JPEG myself? Yeah. The thing is, it's like, it, because of the blockchain, it has value to it. It has okay. monetary value. And that's the only difference between that and a JPEG on so, so it's just another way for them to put value to something. So mm-hmm. and the NBA has actually been making money, like tons of money off of this on their, they have a, a site called uh, a thing called top shot. Okay. And what it is, is you buy digital packs of assets mm-hmm. and those assets are NFTs. And depending on the rarity of them, they can go for a lot of money. So yeah, I've like, seen these things go for a lot of money. Yeah. yeah you, some of them go for like two or three hundred thousand yeah, dollars. It's because, ridiculous. Because they're so rare. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, your ownership of them is so rare. Like only like two people can own this one slam dunk yeah. clip of LeBron James. And you own it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason why the NBA has been able to do this and make money off of it, by the way, is because they don't post their stuff online necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of companies are trying to figure out ways like how can we make this a business now do i agree with said business i think we i think there are better things to spend your money on 
than something than a digital asset, to be honest with you. But it's it's a fad, it's a craze, whatever it is, it's getting very popular. Um, so now Sega is getting involved in it. All right, fair enough. It's almost like we, gone are the days where you go to a uh, art gallery and pick up a Mona Lisa, where now the Mona Lisa is right here. And yeah, you know basically. What I mean? so, no, it's it's an image on the screen. Like, see, like we can take our episode and make an NFT out of it. Do you think we could really sell this for a hundred dollars, let alone one dollar? No, no, no. We'd have to pay. No, no, no. Our NFT is we'd have to pay somebody a hundred dollars to take it. Uh, we have, right. We're going to invent reverse NFTs. There you go. Um, I'm in. It's like the then, Wolf of Wall Street. Exactly. And then the last bit of news I'm going to share sure. is this is something that I think you may actually be interested in getting, Ooh. but you're going to have to break your code because limited run games. The best company in the world. The best company in the world. Larry's favorite company. Put your headset back on and listen to this. See how he already knows he has to put his headset back on. I told you to do that. I'm a consummate um, professional, goddammit. Yeah, exactly. From the number of times you bash these people. <laughs> oh, they deserve it. Limited Run Games have revealed four Castlevania Anniversary Collection oh, Physical I was, Editions. I saw this. Yep. It makes me sick to my stomach. Yep. So the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which you can download digitally, which I already own, but the physical collection, I have to say, looks really sweet. It's for the PlayStation, the PS4, and the Switch. You can get the standard edition for 35 bucks. It's just in the standard PS4 or Switch mm -hmm. casing. You can get the classic edition, which includes a copy of the game, the original soundtrack on CD, a reversible poster, and a retro-style dust sleeve, an NES dust sleeve, all in a nostalgic box, which looks really cool, with Those, metallic ink. The, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. Like, they did amazing with their Star Wars stuff. Yeah, this Castlevania one looks sweet. I By the saw, way, yeah. May 14th is when this stuff goes on sale. All right. Yeah, one looks like an NES box. I think there's another one that looks like uh, the Bloodlines box. Yes, I was yeah. about to move on to that. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So now you have the, the Bloodlines edition which includes everything I just said, but the it, the Switch box is the Bloodlines box. Hmm. Um, and then there's the Limited Ultimate Edition, which is $175. Mm -hmm. The Ultimate Edition has it all. A reversible poster with all new art from classic Konami cover artist Tom Dubois. A shadow box with lights and sound. That's kind of cool. A steel book. A collection of mini replica boxes of the Castlevania games. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it says, and more that we can't fit in one tweet. But if mm. you look at the bot, if you look at it, it's like there are retro box art prints. There's the steel book, the miniature replica box collection of all eight games that are in the collection. So you get eight miniature replica boxes. You get the history of Castlevania Book of the Crescent Moon, the original soundtrack the retro-style dust sleeve, the deluxe clamshell and retro-styled box with metallic ink, and a reversible poster on top of the shadow box. Literally, like, it's... That it's is a lot of stuff. A ton of stuff. And a pin. Again, and a pin. I'm sorry. I forgot. The enamel pin. So, Limited Run Games okay. has definitely made something very, very cool here. And, Larry, it's time to break the rule just this once. 
Just this once. Folks, next time you're out shopping and the person in front of you has a cart full of stuff and they're ringing up as they speak, just reach into their cart and just grab whatever you want because that's how limited run works. You know, there's no, let's give you five minutes to check out. No, they just goes, it's a free for all. Enjoy whatever. By the way, they have a uh, re-release of a Game Boy game called Starhawk that I did pre-order. Um, so, you know, I mean, limited run is terrible terrible always the professional Larry. and 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 just it's sick to my stomach every time i have to deal with them so you're going to be signing on on may 14th no i already have the game yeah i know but are you going to buy one of the special editions no actually i'll do what i did with the star wars ones i'll have a friend of mine buy it and i'll pay my friend more money to buy it off of him so that way, limited run does not get my money other than this Game Boy game that I ordered. This is why. This so, is, see, this is why when I tell my friends stories about you, they're like, "What's wrong with him?" I'd be like, "There's nothing." <laughs> I, if anything, if anything, I stick to what I say. You do. You do realize do. that your friend, your friend buying an extra copy for you to buy from him is still giving limited run the money that you would have given them. They're not getting my money, except no, for a but, Game Boy game that I just No, no, no. Right, They're exactly. not getting they, my money. Getting, yeah, but they're getting your friend's money who is in essence that's fine. buying it, but he's buying it for you to that, purchase off him. That's so, fine. So, no, it, it's one removed, but you're still giving Limited Run the money because your friend, your friend would not be buying two copies if you didn't want one. To be fair, he bought extra copies to resell, so he was going to sell them again anyway. Right, but now you're just going to look to him to buy them, so in essence... He's well, only buying it because of you. He's not my limited run mule. <laughs> yeah, apparently he is. No, I only did it for that one time. Um, but uh, is what it is. I again, I look. I will call it like I see it. Those are really cool art yes. pieces and the little boxes. I don't know who has a CD player anymore, so you know they need to go to digital downloads. But <laughs> well, to be fair, I got yeah, we got like twelve of them just sitting right, right behind. I us. was just gonna say here, yeah. may, pick pick your CD player. Not to mention my my PC still has a CD ROM. <laughs> uh, so all right, well, or DVD ROM is got what it old. is. Oh, la <laughs> last thing to mention because uh, it was just announced, um, E three is going to be coming this year. It's going to be all digital. Um, yep. you know, no physical E3, uh, but unfortunately Konami will not be showing up. I was about to say Konami yeah. is skipping it this year. So yeah. hopefully we'll see Konami next year, but I think Konami would probably do their own thing. That's okay. Time, because so. they've already got, they've already got, they've already got what they need this year, which is the this Castlevania year. anniversary collection, unlimited run games. There are so many other websites. All right. Well, in any event, let's start to wrap this up. Shall we? I think so. Okay. I think I think I've raised your ire enough. Oh my god, my blood pressure is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait to see you pre-order it on May 14th. <laughs> no. I got to order a ColecoVision. I was just going to say you you already ordered something from them. You just said it. I don't know what you're talking about. Play play back the video. Play back the video. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> where can they find us? Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast, on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast, on Twitter at Retro Gamers Pod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can watch us on YouTube and IGTV. You can also email us at email at theretrogamers.com. Yes. Um, and uh, definitely hit us up on social media. You know, people have, we interact. We, you know, we love hearing from you guys. Oh, what, uh, you know what? I told them I was going to do this. I'm sorry we're going long, but I made a promise and I'm going to stick to it. And God oh help me if I can remember the guy's name. So let me try and pull it up. There's a thing on Kickstarter. Um, you always got a Kickstarter to uh, talk about. Well, you know, this one actually I saw, mm -hmm. but um, 
someone reached out to us. It's in our messages. And um, let me see if I can oh. find it here. Yeah. So let me, uh, you know what, Aunt, um, I'm going to tell you right now, we might just have to do a quick, uh, you know, I want to find this thing. Um, That's fine. So just bear with me here. Okay. Found it. Um, all right. First of all, we definitely want to give a shout out to our buddy here, Tim Bear Nixon on uh, on Facebook, yes. giving us a heads up about this. I, I, I did catch my eye on it. It's 20 days to go as of the recording of this podcast. Um, it's called Pie Packer. And it basically allows you to play. Oh, I thought only Super Nintendo, but it looks like there's adapters nope. to it. Play old school games multiplayer online. Yes. And I am very interested in this. This thing looks really interesting. And I honestly think like we've been finding, again, we've been trying to find ways to game together and stream. This mm -hmm. may be the way to go now. No, no, totally. So it just long story short, you plug it into your computer. Uh, I assume, I haven't read much into it, but I'm assuming everyone, both, all parties have to have the cartridge. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, maybe not. No, maybe you can just dial in because we didn't need, everyone didn't need the cartridge back then. No, I think it's just one person needs the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, it plays NES games, Super Nintendo games, and it will play Mega Drive slash Genesis games. Yep. Um, as time goes on, they can unlock Game Boy games and stuff like that, and local multiplayer mode. Uh, as of this recording, they needed $75,000 to reach their goal. They have almost $143,000, uh, 828 backers. Um, check it out. Actually, you can just go to piepacker.com, uh, and then it will bring it to the Kickstarter. And uh, this, yeah, and I, this might be the way to go. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we should definitely look at getting it. Yeah, just, just real quick, just to uh, user create account, play multiplayer retro games online. No installation required. Directly playing in your Chrome browser. It is um, membership based, by the way. Okay, fair enough. Um, does it say how much a month? Uh, no. Okay, no problem. Um, there are 60 plus licensed retro games pre-installed and ready to play. So there's going to be games in it already which is good yes uh and then of course you can bring your own games digitally for premium members or physically thanks to their propriety propriety pro proprietary cartridge reader the pie reader so yeah no this thing looks really interesting um as far as backing it i think to get the physical system it's a hundred bucks all right that's not you know what that's actually not bad at all no because when you think about all the other pieces that we've bought like they usually run more than that exactly exactly yeah. what so, i love uh, though are their levels because you go from 100 bucks to 180 to 1500 <laughs> yeah look at that wow very big jump <laughs> all right fair enough um so this is now for me tim as you're probably aware i almost do every kickstarter that comes across uh my desk yes uh, but it sounds like ant uh if ant backs a kickstarter then it's something special yeah, uh, I'm going to leave this up on my screen uh, and do a deeper dive, but because this may be the one to buy, because I'll be honest, like I said, we've we've struggled for a while now to do streaming mm -hmm. like we've wanted to stream like where we're actually playing the same game together as opposed to other stuff. Yeah. And this may be the answer for us. This very well might be the answer. So. so, all right. So we'll keep an eye out on it. We got about one or two more episodes before it finishes. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Yes. All right. We had a little bit of an extra long episode, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Tim, thank you very much for the recommendation. Yes. Thank you, Tim. And with that, Ant, have a wonderful week. You have a great week as well, sir. And we will catch you everywhere next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast.